Well, good morning. Good morning. It is so great to be with you this morning. I don't know if you've realized this, and maybe you're just not this kind of person, but um, you can ask my wife. Um, I like commercials. And um, so I've really noticed that in marketing and in advertising, the idea of fresh is really become a big deal. Have you noticed that? It doesn't matter if it's cat litter or food, freshness is very important to us uh, in, in our culture. And I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna pick on the cat litter, that's, hey, you know, if you've got cats, that's up to you, but, but we all have to eat. So, um, you know, they, they are marketing and they even use fresh in the name of, of the companies, but they market this food because uh, we want to be able to get it um, as quickly as possible. And we don't want, of course, we don't want it to be stale. We don't want it to be sour. We don't want to, you know, have any, you know, uh, genetically modified, you know, anything in it. We want it to be as, as clean as possible. And so, and so I just, I'm envisioning this company that is, sell, they're, they're selling food to people who are sitting at computers, okay? And they're sitting at that computer and they're, they're clicking on, yes, I want to purchase this. And so they pick the food that they want and then someone in that warehouse receives that order and they go to the shelf and they pick out that food and then they take that food and they put it in a cardboard box and then they take it to the mail. And they mail that food to you. They ship that food to you. And you open it up and you say, Oh, this is fresh. That just that is such a hard idea for me to to really comprehend. But but we want our we want our food to be fresh. And today we're we're in this series called Fresh. And today I want to focus not on fresh food, but I want to focus on fresh oil. And I want to do that because throughout the Scripture, the Holy Spirit is is compared to oil. We use that so that we can learn more about the Holy Spirit. It teaches us about the Holy Spirit, and the Bible uses that uh, comparison quite a bit. And so I believe that today that God wants to give you, he wants to give me fresh oil. And I believe that freshness is, is very important uh, you might wonder, you know, maybe you're sitting there saying, why do I need fresh oil? Well, I think that over the course of the next 20 minutes or so, um, I, I believe that you're going to get some answers. So let's look at four reasons why we need fresh oil in our lives from the Holy Spirit. Reason number one, it's a source of comfort and peace. In Psalm 23, verse 5, the second part of that verse David says this, you anoint my head with oil. Now David is, he is someone that upon writing this, he was no longer a shepherd, but when he was a young man, a young boy, he was a shepherd. And in fact, that was his first job. For some of us, our first job was a paper route. You know, that wasn't David's first job. I tell my kids about one of my early jobs that I had in life. Um, I got to milk cows one summer. And so from the time school got out until the time school started, 
I actually lived at the farm uh, with this couple from our church that we knew well, and, and I milked cows twice a day with them. And, and, and I stayed at the farm. Well, David, he didn't stay at home with his family because the sheep weren't at home with his family. The sheep were out in the pasture lands a long way from home. And so David understood what it, what it was to be a shepherd and he lived the life of a shepherd, not for a summer like I did, uh, farming, but he lived it for years. And so he understood, and so he writes this psalm, Psalm 23, uh, he, he writes, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He writes it with the understanding and the knowledge of a shepherd, but he's also writing it from the perspective of being the sheep. And so it's a very unique psalm that he writes. And he, he says, you anoint my head with oil, and that word Anoint, it means to smear or um, to spread the way you would spread uh, something on your face or on your head. It, it means to, to, to rub, even the idea of rubbing it in. And uh, David understood that sheep were basically <clears throat> defenseless. There's, there's nothing in a sheep's makeup that could help it uh, survive predation. In fact, sheep are, are traditionally so, um, <clears throat> I don't want to use the word stupid, but stupid, um, <clears throat> excuse me, but they are so <clears throat> stupid that um, they would follow one another, and when the, the sheep in front of them um, goes off a cliff, they, rather than stop and think something's wrong, they would just keep going. It's all about, it's, there's just something in them that it's about following. And so David understood these things about the sheep and he knew these things. And, and David knew that <clears throat> there was one particular form of predation that really was aggravating to sheep. And sheep have a lot of aggravations, okay? They really do. They, if, if, they, if they don't feel just right, they can't lay down and rest. I mean, it's, it's a, it, shepherding's a tough job. But one of the, the things that bother sheep are, are flies, and there's a particular type of fly that bothers sheep called a bot fly. And bot flies... Um, they, they, their whole objective, of course, is to lay eggs, and then those, lay, those eggs turn into larvae, and eventually those larvae will hatch and become flies. But the place that they really like to lay those eggs is in the nasal cavity of sheep. Okay? And so they get into that sheep's nose, and we've all seen animals, and we know that flies can get you know, in those places, and they get in there and they lay those eggs, and then those eggs hatch, and then those eggs turn to larvae, and those larvae grow, and they become like like a like a big fat grub, okay, and so that that growth, okay, that size creates pressure in their nasal cavity, and as you can imagine it from the, the looks on your faces. It's not, it wouldn't be good, right? It would not be good. Um, I don't know any of you that, that deal with allergies or anything with your sinuses. Um, do, you ever, do you ever grab your nose and 
and you kind of push so that you can create pressure to pop your eardrums. Have you ever done that before? I do, if you ever see me do this, that's exactly what I'm doing. Um, and, uh, and so that it's a discomfort, and you're like, I want to get rid of that, so you do something. The problem is sheep can't really do much to get rid of that. And so you'll see sheep... Sometimes you'll see a sheep that will basically ram its head into another sheep and, 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 just, and just keep putting pressure on their head. Sometimes they'll bang them up against fence posts or on the ground. They're trying to relieve the pressure from those larvae that have hatched and are, are, are expanding and they're causing this terrible discomfort. And David understood this and David knew what to do with that. Now, David lived a thousand years before Jesus, and Jesus lived 2,000 years ago. So we're talking 3,000 years ago. And David knew that, that there was a concoction that he could make. And he would mix that concoction of ingredients with oil, and then he would take that oil and he would, that word anoint, okay. He would, he would pour it and smear it and rub it all over the head and the face of that sheep. And, and of course, anybody who are moms, okay, you moms are the bravest people in the world, and you will get farther into, you know, openings on your children than, than you know, anyone else would. I mean, that shepherd, he would get, he would smear that oil up into the nose of the sheep because it basically was, was going to deter those bot flies from getting in their nose and laying eggs. And so he would, he would smear that oil with those other ingredients all over the sheep's face, and, and that would keep those, those flies from hatching those eggs. And, and we think, you know, wow, that, you know, that would be really nice. And, and that, that, would, that would have a big impact. But you can imagine, just like when you take your kids to the beach, if you're there too long, you got to apply sunscreen a lot more than one time, Right? You've got to do things. There, there's things that we do repetitiously because it's needed in order for that protection to, to continue to happen. And so the, this wasn't a once-in-a-lifetime or even a once-a-year thing. This would be something that the shepherd would do repeatedly as needed in order to protect his flock from bot flies. And so for you and I, I want you, I want you to think of it this way. Because the oil that the shepherd would put on the sheep, uh, the sheep's head, um, that that offered a peace and a sense of protection from those insects. And if you've ever had a, a, a problem, let's say you've been out and the the mosquitoes have been real bad, you you can't think of anything else. You're 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 just doing this all the time, right? You know, if you're if you got a bald head like me, you are just a magnet because there's a lot of space, right, for that. And so what what do we do? You spray you spray you know, mosquito repellent on, and it's kind of like, ah, now I can enjoy the evening because I don't have to worry as much about those mosquitoes. The, the sense of peace, the sense of protection, and the Holy Spirit is, uh, it, when, we, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we talk about when we are saved, when we come to know Christ as our personal Savior, that uh, the Holy Spirit takes up residence in our lives. He is there. But 
We are under such constant pressure. We are under such constant attack in our life that the oil of the Holy Spirit that lives within us, there is, it, it, it's almost like it goes in short supply. It's almost as if it is used up. It's almost as if it breaks down. We are plagued in life with a million small anxieties. And we, we don't have peace. We don't feel like our minds have a sense of protection. And I believe that God wants to, to uh, pour out a fresh sense of oil on us not a one-time thing. Some people believe, well, you know, I, I accepted Christ, you know, in 1935, so I'm good. And that's not what it is. It is an ongoing thing where God continues to pour out his spirit on our lives uh, and God desires to do that. We're plagued with so many anxieties in life. Hebrews chapter one and verse nine, it says, God anoints with the oil of joy. There was a song that we used to sing when I grew up, you have given me the oil of gladness, a garment of praise, uh, instead of, can't remember the next word of that old song, but the oil of joy. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to pour out fresh oil that that will comfort us, that will protect us, that will give us a sense of peace and a sense of joy. Number two, Reason number two for this fresh oil is <clears throat> God wants us to set, up, uh, set us apart for himself. God gave Moses in, uh, in the book of uh, Exodus, God gave Moses a recipe. How many of you are, are big cooks? Anybody here really big cooks? My, my wife's a, a great cook. I, I really, you know, I love her cooking. Um, Last night I thought was going to be the rare one. I, I, I saw what she was making and I, I saw what was coming to the surface and, and I was like, this is not going to be a good meal. I'm going to have to really figure out how to get out of this one. And, and it was good, honey. It was, it, yeah, it was good. And so I, you know, we have recipes. Some of you that have recipes in your recipe box, ladies, I'm talking to ladies for the most part here. Maybe there's a couple guys, but you have recipes that are handed down from generations. Carolyn, do you have any recipes like that from your mom or an aunt or a grandmother? Anything like that? Okay. All right. So they're they're very valuable because we've learned that these things go well together. Um, I have one recipe that I've had for a long, long time, and it actually is, a, a, uh, is written on a, a little note card that, that was from one of your jobs when we were in college, and it is a, the note card is from then, but it was probably a recipe written in about 1988 or 89 uh, for barbecue sauce, and we still have that note card because barbecue sauce is that important. Okay, you gotta, you gotta keep that. God gave Moses a, he gave Moses a recipe for anointing oil. And I want, I want you to look at it. Exodus uh, chapter 30 and verse 25, this recipe, it contains myrrh, it contains cinnamon, it contains calamus, it contains cassia and olive oil. And he says in Exodus 30 verse 25, make sure or make these into a sacred anointing oil, a fragrant blend, the work 
of a perfumer. It will be the sacred anointing oil. That idea of a perfumer, um, a lot of times you you get the picture in scripture that when there's the mixing of different um, spices, the different things to make things, it's actually more like an apothecary. It would actually be more like someone who, uh, you know, who prepares medication, okay, in their culture. So, uh, so this is something that's sacred. In fact, it's so serious that if you were to misuse this anointing oil, if you were to use it for another purpose, that God said that the person that does that, they should actually be removed from Jewish society. They should become an outcast. They should literally be kicked out of the nation. That's how serious this is. And in Exodus chapter 29, verse 7, here's what we read. Because God has now instructed Moses to anoint his brother Aaron as the high priest. So here's what he tells him to do. Take the anointing oil and anoint him by pouring it on his head. Anybody here want somebody to dump oil on your head? When I, so I think of this, I read that scripture, I'm immediately thinking of cleanup, okay? How do you clean something like that up? Because there's immediately gonna be a problem. I don't have anything to stop that oil, okay? That oil is gonna, it's gonna move, okay? And the culture, the, the, the temperature that they're in, it's not January, and they're not putting 40-weight oil on, on your head. This is a warm climate, and it's gonna just like water is just heading south, okay? So it says in Psalm 133, it's, it talks about how the anointing oil is poured over the head and over the hair. It goes down through the beard and into the collar and into the clothes. And this, this would be a very fragrant smelling oil. And it would, it would just start going south and you can't just get rid of it, okay? It's got scent to it. It's got smell to it. And the person that was anointed, people would know that they were anointed because of the smell, because of the fragrance. And God sets Aaron apart. He anoints Aaron for his own purpose, then uh, God even tells Moses, I want you to construct this tabernacle. And look in Numbers chapter 7, verse 1. It says, when Moses finished setting up the tabernacle, he anointed and consecrated it and all its furnishings. He also anointed and consecrated the altar with all its utensils. There were forks and spoons and shovels, everything that was needed in order to carry out uh, the, the animal sacrifices, and these things were anointed with oil. And the, the idea was this, once it's anointed, it's special. It's set apart, you don't use it for anything else. When Aaron was anointed, God was saying, Aaron, you are special, you are set apart, I'm gonna use you for my purpose and my glory. The tabernacle, the same thing. The, 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 all, the, all the utensils, all those things, these are not, you're not gonna use this for your barbecue on Friday night, this is used to worship me. I want you to know that God has a special purpose for you and he wants to anoint you to carry out that purpose. He wants to set you apart. And so I want to ask you, do you feel like you're fulfilling that purpose in your life? 
Do you feel like there's a recognizable smell in your life? We meet some people like that and they just have this undeniable, recognizable, almost like a a, a scent because God has worked on them and God is doing things and he set them apart for such a special purpose and we recognize that. God desires that same thing for you and he desires that same thing for me and he wants to pour out fresh oil on your life to remind you that he has set you apart for his purpose and for his glory. In Exodus chapter 40, we read something incredible that happens in verses 34 and 35 after Moses anoints the tabernacle, after he anoints the the spoons and the forks and the shovels and, and all that is the tabernacle. It says, then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. When something gets set apart for God and for his glory, the presence of God moves in. And that's what happened in the tabernacle. The the visible manifest presence of God moved in. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. He wants his presence to move into our lives in a greater degree. Number three, we need fresh oil to provide freedom. Isaiah wrote uh, his prophetic book 750 years before Christ, and when he wrote it, the Israelites were under uh, rule by the Assyrians, and in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27 in the New King James, he writes this, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. And, and this was, they say that, that prophecy has two meanings. It has something for that day, but it also has something for the future. And it's talking about um, this, the Assyrians and their domination, their control over Israel. But it is also referring to the, uh, the ministry of the Holy Spirit moving forward. And the idea of, of a yoke. It, it, it is a wooden um, beam. It's a harness to, to, to put oxen together so they can plow or pull. And, and Isaiah has, has declared prophetically that the people would be free from being enslaved. And you think, well, what does that mean for us today? Because I'm not enslaved by anything. Why should that be something that I really pay attention to? And the bottom line is this, that Satan literally is trying to enslave each and every one of us. As followers of Christ, he looks to enslave us and he will use anything that he can in order to do so. He wants to, to enslave us. I love that John in John 10, verse 10, the first part, Jesus said this, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. What Jesus is saying is Satan has come to try to steal our freedom. And he is going to use uh, things in this world to, um, to cause us to become prisoners of those things, to enslave us. Satan wants to steal our freedom. And we all need to be set free from the power of the enemy. 
I don't know about you, but I have this thing on my finger that I've been wearing for uh, a lot of years. And unlike what my wife wears, mine is not worth like what hers is worth. And I, I really like, I like that fact, honey. I do, that yours is worth a lot more than mine is. And, but I've been wearing it for a long time. And I've noticed something lately, and I'm worried that it's because I'm getting fat, okay? That it's harder to get off. But I, I've, my hands have just been so swollen lately, and, and it's like I woke up one day, and I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to get this thing off. Have you ever had that happen? It's not because you're getting fat. It's some other reason. Um, but but I, I, I was just like, I got to get this thing off, and I couldn't get it off. And, you know, you think to yourself, what do they say you do when you get a, a ring caught on your finger? You know, it's like this. I don't have time to let the blood flow down out of my hand, Okay. I got to do something a little, and they, what do you, what do you do? You, you put dish soap on it, or you put a little bit of lotion on it. In the first service, somebody yelled out, put oil on it, and I was, great, they're listening, that, you know, they got it. And so, but when you put something on there that, that has lubricating qualities, um, that ring comes right off, and you're like, well, it didn't make my finger shrink, you know? But, but there, it, it literally, it just, it comes right off. And, and that is a picture of what God does in our lives through the oil of the Holy Spirit. In Isaiah 61.1, this is a prophecy that Isaiah makes about the Messiah. It says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. This prophetic statement that Isaiah spoke, Jesus said in Luke chapter four, today this, this prophecy is fulfilled in your ears because, Jesus said in, ten, in John 10, 10, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. Jesus brings the anointing of the Holy Spirit to set captives free. Things that otherwise would try to attach themselves to our lives and to bring us into bondage, Jesus is saying that through the anointing, through the, the, the fresh oil of the Holy Spirit, we can be set free from these things that other, otherwise might want to hold us captive. In Galatians chapter five, verse one, the apostle Paul says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Paul's talking to believers. After we come to Christ, we can allow ourselves to come to a place where we are burdened again with sin, where we, we come to a place where we are held captive by sin. And it is the fresh oil of the Holy Spirit applied to our lives that, that, that allows us to be set free from that sin, that will not allow it to hold on to us and to keep us prisoner. It breaks the bondage of sin. And then number four, we need fresh oil so that we can be empowered through the Holy Spirit. Let me ask you a question. How many of you own or drive a car? Can I see your hands? You own or drive a car, okay? There's a couple of us that maybe 
we don't. Uh, maybe you drive one and you don't own it. Um, it's interesting to me, um, you know, we all know that cars need to be maintained, right? They, they need to be maintained, right? Um, but we don't necessarily own or, or learn that when we get our driver's license, right? Um, so sometimes, sometimes we have to learn that the hard way, okay? And so we wind up blowing up one or two of dad's cars um, before we start paying payments on our own, which generally happens because dad is sick of us blowing up his car, and so um, now we have to pay the payment. And as soon as you pay the payment, what do you do? Yeah, I'm going to take care of this car. I am not going to let this car blow up on me because I'm spending my hard-earned money on this car. But we all know that cars need to be maintained, and, and they tell you, okay, they tell you, well, there's changing what they tell you now, but let me caution you. They say change your oil every 3,000 miles. That's been, that's been since Fido was a pup, Right? But now they're saying, oh, you can go 7,000 miles, or you can go 10, if you use this oil, you can do 10,000 miles. Do not believe it. Do not put your trust in that. Stick with the old 3,000 miles because it's, it's gonna treat you well, okay? But we know that we're supposed to change the oil. Why do we do that? It's because an engine is made of metal parts. Now, we're not going to argue about the quality of, of those parts. We're not going to talk about where those parts come from. We're not going to talk about Chevy or Ford or Dodge or anything like that. We're, we're just going to talk about the fact that when those parts in that engine begin to move and they're made of metal, they cause, it causes friction. And that friction causes heat. And we put oil in an engine because that oil has properties that will keep that friction and that heat under control. And um, when you don't change your oil, okay, if you don't change your oil for 6,000 or 7,000 or 8,000 miles, what happens is the oil begins to have to work harder and the performance of that engine goes down. So the, the effort is up, the performance is down. Because that oil actually loses its ability, it changes form. And oil, oil does something between those parts, okay? It, it's, it's, it has a shape to it. And in time, that oil loses its shape. Because of the pressure, because of the stress, because of the heat, because of the friction. And in fact, it will not only just negatively impact the performance of that car, eventually if something does not change, if something does not happen, if something is not added, that vehicle, that vehicle will break down, that motor will fail, and it will destroy that engine. Because... It doesn't have the oil that it needs. So what does that mean for you and I? Oil affects the power of God. When David was a shepherd boy, God told the prophet Samuel that he wanted him to anoint a new king. And so Samuel visits David's family 
And eventually they bring David in, and it says in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13, it says, So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Remember that it was after this that David killed Goliath, that David became uh, an incredible military leader. It was the oil of the Holy Spirit that released that power. Before Jesus' ascension into heaven in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, here's what Jesus said. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit, the oil, the fresh oil of the Spirit is what provided the power. And so I want to ask us, do we feel like we lack effectiveness in our spiritual lives? Do you feel like your spiritual life lacks vitality? Does it lack energy? Does it lack power? Does it lack strength? If it does, you need fresh oil from the Holy Spirit to empower you. Do you feel like you're working harder spiritually and accomplishing less? We need the fresh oil of the Holy Spirit. And so as we close our service today, I'm just going to invite you to stand with me if you would. And I want you to ask yourself, do you need fresh oil today? Do you need the joy of the Lord? Do you need the oil of the Holy Spirit? I mean, there's man, there's so much going on in our world today and it is bugging us and it is bothering us and it distracts us and it causes us to sometimes even do damage to ourselves. And, and it's, and man, we're like, I, I would sure love to get over this. We need the peace and the joy of God through the oil, the oil of his spirit. Do you need to be reminded that God has set you apart for his purpose? Do you need to be set free from some of the bondages of the sins of this world today? Do you need to have more power in your spiritual life, more vitality? The answer is, God, pour out your fresh oil on me. What we'd like to do this morning as we close our service is I just want to invite you to come this morning. If that's your prayer, God, I want fresh oil from your Holy Spirit. And the worship team's going to lead us a song. And those that come, I'm just going to go up and down, the, however, whether there's one or whether there's 20, it doesn't matter what it is. And, and I'm just going to take this bottle of anointing oil and I'm going to put some of it on my finger and touch it to your forehead. There's no power in the oil. It is simply representative of the Holy Spirit. And so today, if your prayer is, God, I desire a fresh oil of your Holy Spirit, as the team leads us, I want you to come and just remain here throughout the song and we'll close in prayer together. But today, if that's your prayer, that you desire a fresh oil of the Spirit, I want you to come. Team, would you lead us? Father, we thank you that the oil of your Holy Spirit is available to us. God, not, not just once in our lifetime, but on a on an ongoing basis. Lord, I pray that you would pour out the oil 
of your spirit on us today, that there would be fresh oil in our, in our hearts, fresh oil in our lives, fresh oil in our families. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would pour out your spirit in a powerful way. God, I ask you today, Lord, that we would see transformation in our lives transformation in our families. Father, I pray a blessing over these people today. I pray that fresh oil would accompany them. Father, that literally the scent of it would follow them, that it would be in their nostrils. God, that it would be something that they're reminded about, that the fresh oil of the Holy Spirit has been poured out upon them today. God, I thank you and I praise you, O God, for all of your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Revive us. Amen. Thank you, Lord.